Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Here we go. We've been talking about, uh, it's the 16 deadly deeds. And in this, what we're talking about is in the scripture I use all the time. Uh, Satan, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And Jesus says, but I come to give you life and life more abundantly. How many of you believe that? Yes. That Jesus is going to give you something worthwhile. How many of you believe that? Yes. I mean that God would never give you something that's not worthwhile. You all believe that? Well, in, wait a minute. in your life itself, your life as an individual, your life itself, God has given you this to do what? To be blessed, right? Now, how many of you in here feel that you are a blessing? Yeah. Now, because some of you may not, okay. You see, you say, I'm a, God created me to be a blessing to other people. Does that make sense, all right? And sometimes we get all caught up into why God lets certain things happen. The reason God allows, and he ain't letting those things happen, we are not taking care of what we should take care of, right? So, so I used to get upset and say, why are there hungry people? Why didn't God feed them? And the Spirit revealed to me there's enough food available to feed everybody in the world. But because man has a lack of responsibility to take care of that, people are hungry. Isn't that right? And so, uh, and people are uneducated, right? Because we don't teach them, all right? And so everybody in here, I want you to hear me. You came today because God wanted you to be here. You are important. There's something in you that God put in you so that you can serve others. Now, and women, God has put some good in you, and he has blessed you, okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? With some gifts, talents, and abilities. Do you believe that? Does Satan hate God? So if Satan hates God, he hates the talent and the ability you have in you, right? That's what he tries to do, and that's to steal it from you. Now, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus said that. He's talking about Satan. He wants to kill and he wants to steal the very gifts and the very talents that God has instilled in you. You ought to understand that. Because he understands that if you use those gifts, talents, and abilities, you're going to do something, right? This is why it's hard to get young men to come to church. Because they don't get it. They're up here talking about they don't like church. Well, no, I don't like to be educated. That's what you're saying. I don't like to be educated. I don't want to grow. I don't want to learn how to be a good husband, to be a good father, and to be those good things, right? And so when we look at that, and I, you saw, I'm about life here. That's why we in here are hard on men. Because the men, because Satan has came to kill and destroy. If you kill the head, the body will die. All right? And the Bible says that a man is the head of the church, like Christ is the head, you know, like Christ is the head. Excuse me. Man is the head of the house, like Christ is the head of the church. Well, most young men can't do that when they get married because they don't know and then they haven't been educated of how to be a husband or a father. Do you agree with that? And so you see, so what we try to do here is to let you know who you are in God and your potential, right? And we're not going to be, uh, we're not victims in here. Now ask me what, because y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. Black men quit calling yourself a victim. Stand up, grow up, get spiritual, Get some education and take on your responsibilities. All right? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the way this ought to be. We're not going to be a statistic. We're not victims in this church. Are you kidding me? We're not going to be victims in this church, right? 
You're either going to be a victim, that's right, or you're going to be successful. You get to choose that. And the reason I use African-American men, because African-American men uh, uh, listen to what the newspapers say and what the commentaries say and what the news say, right? But Satan is a liar, and the truth ain't in him. We, we can be everything we need to be, right? Now I'm going black or white. We need to stick in here and deal with it. Because some cultures have different issues going on. We all know that. But we're not here, right? No excuses. Say that. No excuses. Now, let me tell you something. Let me come down here with you because you want to see me, right? All right. So, so there's no excuses. Listen to what I'm getting ready to say here. The reason that some of you in here never make it is because who's in your ear? You need to ask yourself... Ask yourself, who's in your ear? Let's just do something and look at somebody and say, who's in your ear? Who's in your ear? You see, this, 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 is, what, this is what goes on. Wait a minute. Because who you listening to and who gets in your ear can determine, huh, come on here, how you're going to act or react. Right? Because it comes in the ear first and then goes to the heart. See? Because, see, some people, they hear it and they become it. Other people block it out, right? So, so I'm going to tell you something in here that maybe some, every one of you in here has the potential to be an excellent, a perfect person, but if you fall short, they can be excellent. Every one of you. And the reason that you can't accept what I'm saying is because somebody else is being in your ear and telling you less than what I'm trying to tell you what to be. Because I'm the messenger of God. Well, Satan don't want you hearing me. He don't want you, he, no, he don't, he don't want you hearing me. He don't want you all walking out of here saying that I'm going to watch out who's in my ear. Uh, I can, you, I, I'll tell you what, I've been a, uh, uh, he's, y'all know what a vessel is? Well, I've been a vessel of Satan in my life at one time or another, right? And, I, and one way to get a, get a hold of young, you know, when we were young, in our 20s, teens, and whatever, you know, the thing is, my parents always told, your parents, good parents, Good parents will tell you how to act and react. Amen to that? Good parents will teach you what you need to learn. Amen to that? All right. But when you get become a certain age, there are a lot of little demons that try to get in your ear and convince you that what you've heard from your parents isn't the right thing. Right? Have you ever met somebody that didn't go to church that knew more about God than you? Right, you understand what I'm saying? And they telling you, come on here, they telling you, see, I, I remember the first thing, I was a little con dude, right? And so I remember the first thing, you want to talk to a little girl, teenage girl, you got to make her think her parents are lying. Of course, I'm the only one here done that, right? Right, right. You got to make her think that her parents are lying. So what you got to do is you got to get in her ear. You see, you got to be cool and say, let me have your ear, honey. Uh, let, let, let me get in your ear. Yeah, I'll come on here. And all right, you understand what I'm saying? And so, and some of you in here are living below your means because you didn't let the wrong person get in your ear. I just got through telling you, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. Well, what's the first thing to do that is to get you not hearing. The Bible says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the, the Spirit has to say to the church. So if the Bible is saying, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Bible says to the church or Christ says to the church, it means that there's going to be some other ears, some other, there's some other talkers. 
Does that make sense what I'm saying? So, so, so it, first of all, who you listening to and who's in your ear? This right, right now, many of you can't make it. You see, I look at some of the men, I get upset about them because they can't get to church on time. And I'm, they think I'm being hard, that they can't do certain things in here unless you get here on time. Well, who's in your ear? You can't get up. Somebody's got to be telling you to get up, right? right? Because you can get up any day but Sunday. So somebody that's in your ear saying, oh, you need to rest, right, on Sunday, right? Does it make sense? And you see, and so we're not going to settle for that in Christ Temple North, right? We, we, we are going to, we're going to be careful who gets in our ear, right? Because here we go. Let's, let's just, let me go with this here a little bit. So we know that Satan, hey, we got to be careful with Satan, lest, uh, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices, we know, that if you come to Christ Temple North, we do life lessons here. We know that Satan, come on here, can use doubt and disbelief to cause us to stumble. You see, there are some beautiful folks in here, but some of you doubt it. I can tell you how good you are and how blessed you are, but guess what? You'd rather live in disbelief because he's telling you, that pastor don't know what he's talking about. You can't do that. You can never do that. You ain't qualified to do that. You see? You'll never do better. It's in your family history. God, I know what I'm talking about up here. I know what I'm talking about up here. And he's putting that in your ear. Isn't that right? You see? None of your family went to college. None of them graduated. Your mother had a baby at 16. Huh? You, You see what I'm saying? You see, it was her fault that she got pregnant. Come on here. Well, y'all something up in this place today. Yeah, the truth will set you free. So, so, so one of the deadly deeds that he uses, or two of them, I'm going to put them together, is doubt and, belief and disbelief. You can't be less than somebody and get them unless you do what? Bring them down. You see, if you really... Have no doubt and no disbelief. Can't nobody bring you down. Satan is going to look at an area where your weakness is, where your weakness is, to cause you to doubt and have disbelief. I guarantee you, some of you are going to walk out of this church today, and you're feeling good now and all this, and somebody can speak in your ear, and you'll forget everything you heard. Because of doubt and disbelief. Here we go. And that was 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. So the Bible tells us we know his, I'm teaching you, and one of his devices that he uses, the Bible says we're not ignorant to his devices. One of his devices that he uses, or two of them I'm doing, is doubt and disbelief. Am I doing all right? You see, all right. And a good parent, a good parent is going to tell you the truth, right? A good parent is going to tell you the truth, right? So if somebody wants something from you, they got to get you to doubt that and disbelief that that parent told you the truth. Stay with me. Is God your parent? Well, Satan wants to tell you, huh, that God is lying. See, 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 everybody can be successful but you. You're not qualified. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how he talks. You can be better. Now, this, this hurts a lot of people when I say it this way. Every child ought to want to be better than their parent. Because two things you got. Your parent ought to tell you all the mistakes they made. 
right, at a younger age, and then you can get the information, huh, to go ahead. You see, I don't, see, I don't have disbelief. Satan can't tell me that uh, uh, you'll be no better than your father. You'll be no better than the family you came out of. That's a lie. You see, this is my life. See, I'm not going to deal or entertain disbelief and doubt. Because you can't reach me. You want me to doubt and disbelieve in God and me so I can come down where you at. All right. Uh, here we go. So we're going to start with the definition of doubt is a feeling of uncertainty. See, see, a feeling of uncertainty. See, that's what you got to do when you want to talk to. That's what Satan does when he wants to talk to somebody that knows the truth. You got to make him feel that what? Uncertainty. That's right. All right. Or also a lack of conviction. See, you, you, a lack of conviction. somebody's really convicted, they call them radical. Well, you can't deal with them people because they're radical. No, they just ain't going to be what? You see what I'm saying? They're not going to be moved by your words because they can't hear you and they won't let you in their ear. That's right. All right? And doubt is also the hesitation to believe and fear. See, see, wait a minute. Doubt causes fear. Yes. And fear will paralyze you yes. from being who you need to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, I don't know. Some, most of you went to school in here, right? Have you ever doubted? Just studied, studied hard. You had all the information. Yeah, they go, the test is what you've, been, what you've learned. It's, it's going to be on the paper, right? right? But you done studied hard and failed because you what? Doubted and disbelief in yourself. I didn't study hard enough. He's talking to you. You're not going to get an A. You're not going to get a B or whatever. You're not going to do that because he's caused you to doubt. And when you doubt, then you get fear. And when fear comes in, it paralyzes you. And then you can't live any better than you're living. You see, some people will never be successful because that doubt has put a fear in them. And so they, they get comfortable. All right? And in 1 Timothy 2 and 8 from King James, we are told that men and women pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. See, the Bible tells us that we're going to pray all the time and lifting up holy hands without doubt. You see, if God says it, it ought to be true. So what is the problem here? If you believe in the promises of God, he ain't lying. You're doubting him. Okay? There's someone in here today. Someone in here today could be you in the right church. You may not even, you right now in the right place in your life to get what you need to get and be who God will create you to be if you would just listen to what I'm saying today. You might want to come up to me and say, there are some things that I can do and I need to be doing, I'm not talking about some of y'all come every Sunday. And you need to understand right now, you need to look right at me. You could be that person. You could have a, 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 a something that you can do to glorify God. But you're doubting it. Just, it's kind of like sometimes, Sister Kim, people get, you ask people to pray. And all at once they start doubting. And they get fear that they can't pray in front of these folks. Really? People just like you. And you're scared to get up and pray. You close your eyes. <laughs> I'm serious. You see, let me tell y'all something. I don't know about y'all. God hears me. I have no problem knowing God hears me. I, I don't have, I'm, he hears me. You see, and I live a good life because I hear, he hears me. You see, I don't doubt that. 
that he hears me. I'm standing here because he hears me. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, but Satan would rather have me to doubt and get into disbelief that you have so much time and you're going to die. Your cancer's going to kill you, really. And then you start to fear and you get sick. God can't hear you because you're healed by faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. How can they hear unless they have a preacher? And how can he preach unless he's been called? Huh? So, so what I'm here this morning is to get you to believe in, in who God is. If you believe in who God is and don't doubt God, then you will know who you are in him. All right, here we go. Satan uses deadly deeds for the first time in the Garden of Eden. Now, see, so what's going to happen here? We're going to go to that, but I want to go to Mark here. Uh, a father went to, uh, 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 I was going to use it last, but I'm, I'm going to do it now. A father went to uh, Jesus and, and cried out uh, with tears, uh, Lord, help me, help my unbelief. It's not that way. It's, you don't need to worry about the scriptures, Mark. Now, I want you to know that she just got through saying praying without doubting. That was 1 Timothy 2 and 8. Mark 9 and, and 24 says, And straight away the father of the child cried out. He said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help without my unbelief. So there comes a time in your life when you need to ask God to help you with your unbelief. Sometimes I ask the Holy Spirit has to come in and where I doubt and give me faith. You know, I, I need this situation. I'm in a circumstance in my life right now, a situation in my life right now where I need some help with my belief. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've heard, I've heard them sing the songs. I've, I've, I've heard the pastor speak. I've heard Sister Gwen teach. There's a great class today. A whole bunch of folks showed up for class. More of you should. Sister Gwen's doing an incredible job at 830. Yeah. And, uh, I, but there's something in me. See, I want to be successful. And I, I know I have the talent and I know I have the tools, but Lord, help me with my unbelief. Because sometimes, I want you to look at my mouth, it's already there. You just don't believe it. You just got to ask God to help you with your unbelief, and he's, he'll, he'll motivate you. The Holy Spirit said, just go out to the step. You got everything you need, but it's your disbelief that's paralyzing you, and it's got you fear from stepping on out there. Y'all understanding me? That's from jobs. That's from responsibilities. Let me do this. That's from responsibilities as mothers and fathers, as children, as friends and jobs. It is your disbelief and your lack of faith that is telling you that you can't be successful at it. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. This is good stuff. I kind of like it. Amen. All right. All right. So now we'll turn to Genesis 3. Now, remember now. Remember here, you got to be careful who's getting in your ear. You got to be careful who you let in your ear. You see, some people will tell you something good just to get your attention. You see, the person you want in your ear is the one that makes you uncomfortable about you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, because Satan will butter you up. He'll tell you you're all right. Yeah, well, that's the best way to get somebody to fall is to make them think that they're right. Oh, yeah, you, you got the answers. Oh, really? You got the answers, right? You see what I'm saying? So people don't like talking to me sometimes. They say, boy, you harsh and you right to the point. I ain't got all day to babysit you. <laughs> right, right, right? I ain't got time for that foolishness. You see, you see? 
You see, you re- the reason you in, and some of you failing in some positions in your life, you know why you're failing? Because somebody didn't get with that person. Right. Because you'll look around trying to find somebody that agree with you. Do you understand? So sometimes sweet talk is a lie. Y'all understand me? Sometimes sweet talk is a lie. You, y'all know that you're looking good, you're looking fine, you know I love you, but you need to, you need to do this for me if you love me. You see, you got to butter that bread before you can bite on it, right? Come on here. That's just life, right? And so the key to it is, is Satan wants to get in your ear. Say it out loud. I got to pay attention to who's in my ear. That's how, that's how that works. I ain't listening to everything. You see, if somebody's saying something good about you all the time, watch them. All right. Here we go. <laughs> now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God. All right, so we go into the Garden of Eve and says, now the serpent is more what? Crafty than any of the other animals, right, that God had made. Now, the reason that he was is because, guess who? Satan got incarnated in him. Satan could have done the same thing to a cow. So he got incarnated in him. Y'all know what that means, right? All right, he got incarnated, Satan got incarnated in the snake. And he's pretty smart. He's pretty smart. That's what the Bible says. He's pretty smart. He's crafty. You see, if, if you want to, you remember back, come on guys, some of the guys, not all of you, because some of you never been cool, but you all thought you were, uh, some, some, some of the guys in here, you, you, oh, come on here, come on, come on. So you thought you was cool. And you got away with some things because you was crafty. Huh? Come on here. Because you was crafty. Come on, you was crafty. Yeah, and, and, so, and women are good at it too. Come on here, women. Y'all ain't getting no bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Let me go over here with all y'all at over here. Yeah, some of y'all women done got put you, huh? Because you was crafty. Uh, it, was, it was, you know, because you know crafty is crafty. Uh, that's right. Come on. Now he said to the woman. And now he said to the woman. Did God really say? Whoa, 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 whoa. Did he really say? <laughs> Starting to get you to what? Doubt. Starting to get you to doubt. Did God really say that? You see, that pastor really say that? Did the Bible really say that? Did he really? Did your parents really mean that? Here we go. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? See, he's he saying if you do a whole bunch of studying, you find out he didn't say it that way, but we're not into that right now. Did God say you leave you alone? Did your parents tell you to leave that alone? You see? Did somebody, no, I'm serious. Did the preacher through the word of God tell you you need to leave that alone? There's some things you need to not do no more because you've been doing the same thing and expecting a different results and it ain't working for you, you might want to try something else. Because God told you to leave that alone. So you need to leave that alone. That could be it, her, him, it. You need to leave that alone. Okay, here we go. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not certainly die. (laughs) Some of us is here because the serpent said, 
to the little girl, you ain't going to get pregnant. Come on, get, get up here with me. Some of y'all got addictions in here. Oh, you ain't going to get addicted. You can take this drink. You can sniff this. You can smoke this. You ain't going to get you addicted. You can steal this. You won't get caught. All right. You don't need to go to church. You can love God and not go to church. Most people say that. No, you can't because if you love God, you'll be obedient to him. And the Bible says, don't forget to assimilate yourself together with other believers. So you don't go to church because Sunday you go to church because God commanded us to be in the church through the word of God. All right. And the last thing he said, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And the word, he said, God said that. He said, God said this. He said, if you do this here, you're going to be like God and you're going to know good and evil. And some people would think that that is a great thing, but there's some things. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus, I wish I'd have never experienced. You see, I wish I had never known evil. Come on here with me. You see, some of the first time you do something, sometimes you open up your flesh to it. And then you open up your flesh to a lot of evil desires. Say amen to that. You open up, your, see, sometimes you don't want to know. No, if I had never experienced it, I would have never understood evil. See, so the good thing is not putting yourself there. But once you experience it, now you got to deal with it for the rest of your entire life. Do you understand that? People in recovery will tell you. They're working. They're working in recovery, but they can never forget evil. Because if they go back one time and something triggers them to go back one time, they're going to be right back with evil. Do you understand that? Sin ain't went nowhere. Paul says, when I would do good, evil is always present. And so here's it. Some of y'all got children. I see there's some young folks in here. You young folks in here, let me tell you something. You don't want to experience some things. You don't want, it's the dumbest thing that's ever said. Say amen, you ought to know what I'm talking about. Well, I just got to find out for myself. Now, every, only say amen if you believe me. And that is the craziest thing some of us ever done. Amen. Come on here. Right? And we didn't had no idea how bitter that sweet looked like. It looked sweet, but when we digested it, it became bitter. And it left a bitter taste in our mouth. And we have to live with it for the rest of our days. All right. Well, I wish I'd sit in the audience. This is good. I, I'd love to been. I'd have to go way back. I was going to say 21. I had three, two children at 21. I'd need to go. I'd love to go back at 15. Isn't that sad? I'd have to go back at 15 and get this lesson. Of course, I wouldn't be here. That'd be sad for y'all, but I'd been better off probably. But it's, all right. You understand what I'm saying? Am I doing all right, Sister Cozy? Ah, come on. Who are you listening to? What are you trying to experience? What are you trying to experience? Evil is evil. Good is good. And let me tell you something. It's better to listen to somebody who's telling you that than to try to experience and figure it out for yourself. All right? And we all know about the story. I'm not even going that. So, and Eve done what? Done exactly. He got in her ear. Got in the ear. And, it, and the Bible says it looked good. Right? It was pleasing to the 
you see? And then she started listening to her eyes and reached up, of course, and we got the fruit. And the fruit caused her uh, to look at her husband and, and give him some of the same fruit. And then they found out they was naked. And that's called a sin sensation. You all done had, most of you done had a sin sensation. You see, they got embarrassed. They figured out, whoa, look at you, look at me. We never looked like this before. Come on, look at me. That's gospel truth here, what I'm talking about. That's the gospel. Wait a minute. And that's what we would need to hide ourselves now from each other. Right. How many of you have made fig trees out of your sins? Tried to dress them up. Talk to me in here. See, the next thing they figured that out, they had that sin sensation and found out who they really were. Huh? Sister Lana, they went, they said, we better cover up. We better cover up. All because I'm going to find out for myself. I'm going to eat this. And it revealed to them some things that they didn't see was there. Y'all love me? I'm working hard for you up here. I'm working hard for you up here. I'm working hard for you up here. You see? And then, and then, and then they played the blame game. God came looking. Where you at, Adam? Where you at, Eve? We hiding. They been hiding. Why are you hiding today? Well, we's naked. Who told you you were naked? Did you not eat the wrong fruit? That's what he said. And then hit it again. Hit it again. Hit it again. Well. It was that serpent that you put in the garden, huh, that caused me to eat it. Adam, Lord, it was that woman you put in the garden that caused passing the buck. Because now I got to blame somebody else for my own thing. You see, now, sister, sister, me and brother Nathan talk. Nathan, now all at once, Adam's a victim of his wife. Come on, the head of the house is the victim. The man of the house is the victim. Who's supposed to be in charge is the victim of his wife. Do you all understand what I'm saying? We ain't going to have that up in here. You understand? We're not going to have, we will not tolerate men being victims in this church. We're men. We're not going to tolerate women being victims in this church. You're women. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are women and men of God in here. And if you quit messing around with that tree, you won't have all these things going on. Isn't that right? All right? And so God, and so God made it hard for me because of Adam. I gotta go, you gotta go to work. It's in there. Sweetheart, you gotta have babies. And I hear that's very painful. I've seen it. I wouldn't want to go through that. That's very painful, right? All because you listen to what Satan put in your ear. That's how it works. Is that good stuff? And we know how that went on, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to finish it up here. Go ahead on. I don't know where I'm. I'm Hebrews? 
Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. here to stay. Hebrews 3, verse 12 from the message. So watch your step, friends. Make sure there's... Wait, 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 hold on. Watch your step, friends. That's right. Make sure there's no evil unbelief lying around. Because unbelief is evil. And he says, make sure there's no unbelief around that will trip you up and throw you off course. That's right. Come on here. Disbelief will trip you up and throw you off course. There's been a many, y'all look at me. There's been a many, a person that could be really successful to this day. But disbelief threw them off course. They got, they allowed somebody to get in their ear. And it threw him off course. God had a, a special place for this person. And you allowed Satan to talk to you and get in your ear. And it threw you off curse, course. And guess who Satan uses? uses? Other people. He didn't stop at getting in the snake. You know, have you ever called somebody a snake that was a person? He'll get in people. That will cause you. That of course, it can be a parent. Don't be scared to say amen to that. Some of you know that. All right? It can be a sibling. Boy, guess when you start talking about folks' family, they get really nervous. Yes, they do. In here, but not when they get on the phone. Oh, of course not. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to let, here's how y'all going to do it. You love me? You need to say when somebody, whoever it is, gets on your ear trying to throw you of course, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Yeah. Don't you know who you are in Christ? Why are you listening to somebody who's trying to make you less than who you are in Christ? Right. You know why you go to sleep at night and can't work up on Saturdays? I mean, Sunday, excuse me. It's because Satan don't want you to hear this lesson. I'm going to tell you how, how I feel about this. If you get this lesson today, you're on a good course. You'll put your children on a great course and your grandchildren to be on a great course. It's time to break these generational curses. That's right. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to talk about my parents. I just ain't going to be like them. That's right. Because that'll throw me off course. Okay. Disbelief will also divert you from the living God. It'll divert you from the living God. Quit living for folks. Live for God. Say amen to that. All right. And James 1, 5 through 8 from the NIV. If any of you lacks wisdom. Let me tell you what you need. On yesterday, uh, it was our 55th alumni. And Isaac was going to go down and sing to... uh, the alumni group, they put all the groups together. And the, the weather was supposed to be nasty down there and you couldn't get into town. You had to go back around to Paola and all these other places. And usually Sister Gwen and, it would be Sister Gwen and me and Isaac would have went through there and you had to go to this country road. There could be water, anything could happen. Did I go? Because you all are more important and they'll be leading this than alumni. And some of you would be upset. Pastor Gwen, Gwen and Johnny and Isaac, all in together in the same car, and look what happened. 
So guess what I done? Got in my easy chair. And took it easy like Sunday morning. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm here today. Safe. And Gwen. And Isaac. God don't need to protect you. He gave wisdom for you to protect yourself. Wisdom will tell you what you need to do and what you don't need to do. Listen to wisdom. All right. I got excited about that wisdom. Go ahead. So if you don't have wisdom, you should ask God. Ask him. God, give me wisdom how to be a parent. Give me wisdom how to be a spouse. Give me wisdom how to be an employer, an employer. Give me wisdom to use my craft. He'll do that. That's right. This is good. He gives generously to all. God gives generously to who? All. And there ain't nothing on the other side of all. So you in there. You see somebody say, you ain't not at all. He gives generously to all. Don't matter where I've been. He's given me the same thing he's given you because of where I'm at now. All right? But he tells us in verse 6, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Further up there, what we say? Sometimes you need to get on your knees and say, huh? Lord, help me with my unbelief so I don't doubt. And then do your prayer. Here we go. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Sh- uh, shaky. Mm-hmm. Wishy-washy. That's right. All right. And if you are that person, you should not expect to receive anything. Some people ain't Lord. getting nothing because you're wishy-washy. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it tells us such a person is double-minded and unstable and in all they do. He said double-minded and unstable. I'm going to read that commentary that I didn't read. Did you read? Okay. Double-minded and unstable. And none, none of y'all like a person. A wishy-washy person gets on my nerve. Yes or no? You're coming or you're not coming? Right? Right? Don't show up. Tell me no. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, Sister Gwen's got a tough way to go with me. She'll put something on, how does this look? That don't look right. And to, uh, no, yes, she does. She, sometimes she does it because I'm good at it. So, no, you need to put that one with it. You see? Some of these women in here, if you'd ask your husband, you'd be mad for a week. <laughs> don't ask me. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. And that's why some folks don't want to sit with me in council. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't care about your feelings. Right? Right? I don't live by mine. You understand? All right. Am I? We're going to finish it up? We're going to be reading a commentary. Listen, I love this. You'll like this. So Satan uses deadly deeds for the first time in the Garden of Eden. He began his attack upon Eve by doubting the word of God. He begins his attack upon Eve and you by doubting the word of God. The word of God just told you that you are special. All of you can come to him. That's what it says. Satan's telling you, you hung up on your past life. God ain't going to hear you. But he's a liar. And the father of lies. Get him out of your ear. Disbelief is the final form of doubt. See, disbelief is the final form of doubt. He got you now. 
because doubt causes you to have fear, and fear paralyzes you. All right? And this was vividly demonstrated in Eden. As we have already noted, Satan began by doubting God's word in Genesis 3. And he's still doing it today. He wants you to doubt everything you've heard today. Because he wants you, see, some of you will never make it because you're going to stay a victim. You see? Sometimes, see, I want to be the problem. Because I can fix this one. I want, no, I want to be the problem. Well, he's still, you're the problem. I said, I'm good. I can work on me. You see, before I got saved, Graham is the problem. Hmm. Right. But once I got saved, no, that's between her and God. God showed me my problems. You see, if I'm pulling weeds out of Gwen's flower box, they grow in mine. That's right. That's why marriage is falling out. Somebody's over here pulling weeds. That's right. Pulling weeds right here. All right. Satan then finished when he realized he had Eve's ear. Huh? He finished it. I got her. I got her ear. When he realized he had his, her ear, he had her. When you get your ear, he's got you. Men, we don't let him in our ear. We are going to be men, and we are going to be God men. Right? And we're going to be under the influence of the wisdom of God. All the men that agree with me say amen. That's right. Then we can't fail as husbands or fathers. Because there's two things God can't do is fail and lie. All right. And women the same, all right? By denying the command of the Lord, the servant said to the Lord, he shall not die. He tried to tell her, you can do this, you ain't going to die. But what that meant is it separated her from the life of God. Separated. The question is, who's in your ear? Who are you listening to? Amen.